As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. And now it's time for Pet Health Cafe, where your pet has a voice. And here's your host, Bill, the Pet Health Guru. And welcome to the Pet Health Cafe, the show where your pet has a voice. This is Bill, the Pet Health Guru, along with my special guest host, Dr. Michael Dim. How are we doing, Doc? I'm doing good. Well, how are you? I'm. You know, we just keep hanging in there and just keep fighting and fighting and fighting every day, don't we? Yeah, every day. It's like a war... A never-ending war. <laughs> and it, the, the problem is the enemy always, it's, it's the same enemy, but the battle keeps changing. That's true. It just, they just change. It's like a change in the field, you know, like the, like the movie 1917. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, like, it's like crazy because every week we're like fighting, you know, there's like a new epidemic. You know, now we're going to deal with COVID variants. Uh, I I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the thing I sent over to you this morning. Uh, But that doctor uh, explained it perfectly with that you can't catch a virus. No. And and he's a top scientist on top of it. And it's like, it's everything that we've talked about for a year and a half, you know, that you can't catch it. You can't catch it. It's not alive. And if it's not alive, you can't kill it. Uh, That's right. That's right. I mean, it's it's our own bodies giving us warning signals. That's really what they represent, right? I mean, it's just a yeah. It's I a mean, sign it, of toxicity. It's a sign that our bodies need to be put put back into balance. It's not some external invader that's there to that's there that's going to wipe out humanity. And it's funny because when I posted, I posted it on my own my personal site first, and then I switched it over to Pet Health Cafe. I shared it, and. Uh, Patty, 
who's my, um, you know, uh, basically my promotions manager, media, all of that stuff. She says, you know, he used some four-letter words. I said, I know. But he backed up everything that Dr. Dim and I have been saying for like the last year and a half. You know exactly. what? A couple of four-letter words, I'm not going to worry about it. She's like, <laughs> we just don't want you shut down. That's all. Right, and, right. I but think, they don't shut down for four-letter words. I was just going to say shut that. Down, they shut, they shut down for the content. That's right. They shut down for the content. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> so funny. Any event. It was a, you know, that, 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 I know you want to talk about ear issues tonight, but that, why don't you start with what you sent me over about a week ago, which was just mind boggling. Oh, I sent so much stuff out. You're going to have to remind me what I sent well, over. Well, it was about the amount of money being invested in ear, ear medications for our animals. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what, right. yeah, this was in front of me. $877 million by 2028 for ear medications. Now, Dr. Dim, I want to tell you a little personal secret. Don't tell anybody. I've never had an ear infection. <laughs> Good for you. Never. I can't say that about myself, but I'll, <laughs> I have to, that's wonderful. So it means well, you're uh, leading a... Let me yeah, ask you a quick question. Are you, do you have your tonsils or not? Oh, I don't have my tonsils. That's a good okay, point. Okay, that's why. Yeah. Because that, that was the lymph node that they took out that caused all the ear infection. That's true. But I now, on, on dogs and cats, though, we're not removing tonsils. No, no, but we're, you know, those, those ear inflammations represent, you know, a hell of a lot more than just uh, whether an animal has tonsils. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just used a four-letter word there. Uh -oh. You said hell. <laughs> uh -oh. God, I mean, we anyway, were in one of these moods this week. <laughs> I know. Um, and, and that's one of the things I, wanted, I, I really wanted to focus on is in nature, do most animals ever, ever, ever have an ear infection? And if they do, what happens to them? It's funny you say that. I, I used I bring up that metaphor about cats all the time with, uh, you know, cats in the wild. Do they really die from abscesses, you know, from cat fights? And, you know, I, I don't think that's an epidemic of cats fighting with each other and then dying of these nasty looking infections and abscesses. And the same could be said of these ear infections. They are really a, a diagnosis of, oh, I don't know, um, domestication in an allopathic model, aren't they? That's pretty much what I look at. And, 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 you know, it's funny that you brought it up about cats and, you know, the, you know, the, the type of infections they get and that sort of thing. You know, if you look at kittens playing and you get in the, you, you get a litter of kittens and you start playing with them and they start roughhousing. Okay. They're scratching and they're biting and they're, you know, and your hands in the middle of it, you're a bloody mess. <laughs> you look at them. There's not a scratch to be found. No, no, not at all. Why uh, is that? Well, what do you think? It's I'll a little, obviously it's a physiological difference. Yes. That their skin, their um, you know, their their whole coat and everything else is totally different from us. And we relate, unfortunately, we relate to what we experience. Not what the pets do. 
and I, I've used this for years as a metaphor, that, you know, you take a hunting dog, okay? They're going through their running rabbits or running pheasants, whatever they're running, okay? They're going through briar bushes, crab apples with thorns, um, you know, all kinds of, you know, really, you know, raspberry bushes. And their tail is wagging. And they come out and they're just as happy as could be. And you walk through, if you walk through in a pair of shorts, there would be a pool of blood. That's true, Bill. Excellent point. Okay. And even if we didn't have a pool of blood because we didn't go through it, as soon as we started, we backed off because it was so painful. They right. don't feel pain the same way we do. No, they don't. They don't. And um, they also, you know, the thing about whether it's pain or not, they also, when they develop inflammation or pain, it's usually at a much higher intensity. So, for example, you know, I often use this analogy with children. Uh, and children and animals, of course, energetically are very similar. Right. But, you know, you have a young child, Bill, and it doesn't take much for a young child to spike 103, 104 temperature, you know, when they're when they're little. I mean, how so often does someone – Because metabolism is so fast. No, because, and they have a strong life force or a strong chi right. that's expressing a life force. It's, it's actually a sign of vitality when we have a high fever. Right. So you or I, if you or I had 103, 104, we'd probably be in the hospital. Um, but a, a young baby, an infant, or a kitten, or a cat, um, or it's a dog, it's, it's, you know, they can spike, a, you know, 105, 106. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, you talk about, like, the difference between animals and humans. You know, people come in and go, oh, my God, your, your animal has a fever. It's got 103. Well, the normal temperature in a dog or a cat is sometimes up to 102 or 102 and a half if they're excited. Right. So if they have 103 or 104, we anthropomorphize that and say, oh, my God, that's, that's terrible. We got to give them antibiotics. We got to give them this. We got to give them that. When hundred let's say 105 in a cat is like you or me having 100 and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, a lot of times well, we do tend to put things into our own, our own, you know, our own egoic uh, perspective. Right. So the way we started it out, and I, I really wanted to talk about this ear thing because obviously – you know, to make the, the headlines in the industry um, is a monumental type thing because obviously the market's looking to capitalize and make money. But ear infections, I mean, why do all of our pets seem to have these ongoing, continually coming back ear infections when we're spending almost a billion dollars in treatments. And well, do the yeah. treatments work? Right, exactly. Well, before you get into why, let's just look at, you know, when I looked at that article, I, I responded to you and the first response I had was, every single ear medication in veterinary medicine that is on a veterinary, a traditional vet shelf, right. every single one of them has one, has three ingredients, three main ingredients. Yep. One, is a, one is a steroid, to reduce yep. the inflammation, various forms of topical steroids. One is an antibiotic, which is supposed to kill bacteria. And the other ingredient is an antifungal to kill yeast or related organisms. And if you look at every single ear medicine that's ever been developed in veterinary medicine, it's not like they are individualizing the ear medicine. It's, it's a shotgun polypharmacy approach. 
So when they talk about innate, whatever that number you just read in terms of how much that industry is moving towards, I just don't understand when we can break it down, the essence of it, to the three main categories of drugs I just said. Now, they might have a different vehicle of delivery. They now have these newer right. ear, ear medicines bill now where they're so suppressive on the body where they put just the drops right in the ears and you don't have to touch the ears for two weeks or sometimes six weeks. And the people don't have to fight with the animals to put eardrop steroids and antibiotics in their ears every day. So there's all these different little, you know, tools of, of, of weaponry that they develop, you know, that they try to like make it easier on the client. And, you know, they do, they do come up with these novel ways of, of putting these eardrops in. But the truth of the matter is, is it still breaks down to one of three medications, one of three ingredients. And the oldest ear medicine in the book, Bill, which is probably about a $6 topical ear medicine that works in that model the vast majority of times is the old drug Panalog. You remember that one? Right. I mean, Panalog was the, was the original, I think, the first ear medication in veterinary medicine and basically follows that same rule, a steroid, trimcinolone, an antifungal, and an antibiotic. Well, prior to that, I mean, you know, I mean, they used to use peroxide, to right. clean out the ears. Um, but, you know, my goal here is, you know, and I want to get into it more in depth as we move along, but why are we seeing this being such, I mean, you talk about a pandemic. I would consider this to be almost a pandemic type thing in our dogs and cats. Um, yes. You know, the number one problem that we had back in this, I would say in the 70s was probably ear mites. Right. And, you know, it was, you know, um, you know, either a, a, an essential oil or something like ivermectin or, um, and like you said, Panalog, which had a, an antifungicide. But we were building, but what happened in the ear and maybe you can explain this a little better, is the ear clogs up with all this buildup to try to wall off the pathogens that are there. Mm. And, you know, I mean, you have to clean them out. Obviously, you have to clear it somehow. And the approach to veterinary medicine, especially in the 80s, the 90s, and probably beyond that, were ear drops okay the veterinarian would kind of do a superficial clean but not one of the things i learned on the grooming side was a true method of flushing where you actually put whatever you're flushing the ear with in you massaged it you let them shake it out you went in with the q-tip you cleaned it out and you kept flushing until there was no more black particles coming out. Right. Now it was all done. It was yeah. a total flush. Now it was it had a chance to dry and heal as long as you were not putting in more stuff from inside the body. Mm -hmm. Now, the veterinary treatment was to put eardrops in, which was actually caking the waxes and the, the mucus and pus that was there and literally plugging up the ear, <laughs> forcing the infection deeper into the inner ear. 
That's exactly right. And, and, that's, and it still goes on today because, you know, look at a human being. Like I said, I've had my fair share of ear infections over the years. You know, if I go to an urgent care, the, you know, at least they're flushing my ears out. That's the first thing they do is they flush your ears out. Flush, yeah. Most veterinarians, like you said, they don't usually do an ear flush unless it's not responding to their initial, you know, five right. client an hour. Here's a tube of eardrops. Here's a tube of steroids. Here's a tube of antibiotics. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, is most vets, when they treat these ear infections, are just putting these topical steroid antibiotic antifungal creams and drops right on top of the wax and discharge and inflammation, and it just sits there. It's actually plugging it up more so the body can, actually cannot get rid of it. Right, and you know what that leads to, Bill? That leads to eventually sometimes yep. perforation of the eardrum, yep. which happens. And a lot of these topical medicines that the vets prescribe, a lot of them have what are called, you know, they have, you know, if you look at like the number one ingredient in most of these ear medicines, there's a class of antibiotics called aminoglycosides, which is a class of antibiotics that's toxic to the eardrum. The number one drug in that class is gentamicin, which mm -hmm. is also kidney toxic. But gentamicin is in a lot of these uh, topical ear medicines, Otamax and Mometamax and a lot of these common ones that are used today. And that drug, if you read the drug insert, it's toxic to the eardrum. So if that eardrum gets perforated, or gets damaged, these are, these animals can lose their hearing and become deaf, and it happens quite a lot in this country. Well, well, the other thing is, is if you don't clean out the, if you don't clear out that garbage, and I'm going to put it that way, because it, it's it's body garbage that the body's trying to eliminate through the lymph nodes underneath the ears, trying to push it out. If we stop it up or we don't clean it out with a good ear flush, it's it's going, you know, and, and when we look at homeopathy and energy and, and that stuff, that's just pushing that infection much, much deeper into the body, isn't it? That's what it's doing, and, and perforating that eardrum, like I said, and causing hearing problems. Yeah, or, I mean, or, it, may, you know, it, may, it may not necessarily perforate it, but it's still the, 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 just the blood circulating. It's, yep. it can't get it out the ear anymore. Right. Right. It's got to find, it's got to find another place. So do we end up with a urinary infection? I was just going to say, Bill, so these, these <laughs> systemic, these topical ear medicines that sit there are absorbed into the bloodstream. In fact, we can see signs of animals, let's say if they use topical steroids long enough right. of the, of Cushing's disease, which is an overactive production of cortisone by the body naturally. And, you know, with the genomycin that's in these ear medicines, you can see kidney damage, even though they're just applied to the topical ear, ear, ear canals. And, and, and our colleagues, you know, our, the guys who study this stuff warn us of that at our continuing education meetings when they tell us about how these topical ear medicines go right into the bloodstream. Well, you know, the other thing is that's interesting, and of course, we, we come back to a lot in our discussions. Our pets don't speak English, Spanish, Romanian, whatever, okay? So when we put those drops in and everything st starts to plug up and we are losing our hearing, how do we know that's going on? 
<laughs> yeah, we know we can communicate that. You know, you're talking to your dog and he's like looking at you like, are you really talking to me? Right, right. You know, he's tilting his head from one side to the other. Wait a minute, one ear is working better than another? <laughs> Isn't that really what's going on? Yes, yes. And, and you know, we, we definitely see the impact of these drugs on, on hearing. And, um, you know, it's, it's scary. And then one thing I'll mention before the break, you know, that I wanted to mention earlier when you started just talking about this topic is when they bring these animals into the allopathic clinic and they take a swab of the ear, Bill, like they take a swab of that discharge and they put it on right. the microscope and they come, they go and they charge the client 30 to $50 to do that. And then they come back in the room and you're saying, oh, there's so many bacterial cocci and rods and yeast. Meanwhile, every single drug they pull off the shelf is effective against, you know, can kill all of those organisms. So talk about a show just to make a dollar. It's the cytology of the ear canal. Right. I just wanted to put that one in so that when clients go in, they could say, you know what, skip that test if yeah. they go to an allopathic vet. No, I, and I agree with that. Yeah, you're right. We're up against a break here. Let's take this quick break and let's get back into this and how we can avoid spending $877 million by 2028 to eliminate ear infections. We'll be right back. How healthy is your pet? Does your pet suffer from ear infections, itchy skin and coat problems, showing signs of food allergies? Does your pet have a sensitive stomach? Do you want the best health for your pet? Do you want affordable solutions to health issues? Then do your pet a favor. Stop by our brand new store. My Paleo Pet. Formerly Fiesta Pet Deli. 2201 West Sample Road, Building 8, Suite 5A, at the northwest corner of Sample and Powerline Roads. Listen, dogs and cats are carnivores. 90% of their diet should be meat. That dry kibble you put in a bowl every day contains less than half of what their bodies require. My Paleo Pet has one mission, to get your pet as healthy as possible. Give them a call today at 954-472-1404. They also offer free local delivery, shipping throughout the United States. Check out their website at www.mypaleopet.com. All right, and we're back here on the Pet Health Cafe, the show where your pet has a voice. This is Bill, the Pet Health Guru, along with my special guest host, Dr. Michael Dim. And now, I want to kind of dispel something here. Um, Because we're talking about all these ear infections and everything else. My dog went swimming. He got water in his ear. Therefore, he has an ear infection. That's a common one that they're told. Um, truth or fi- truth or fiction? Fiction, big time fiction. Okay, cocker spaniels, English spaniels, always have ear infections. Fact <laughs> or fiction? Big time fiction. It's common, sadly, because of how they're taken care of. Or oh, you should throw a basset hound in there too. <laughs> oh yeah, and you're so, right. I'm I mean, sorry. They, I'm sorry. I'm my 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 expert. Yeah, I know. Yeah, anything with floppy ears, automatically blame. Well, the basset has his ears on the floor, so, you know, they just crawl right up in there. Oh, that's right. The pathogens are crawling up off the floor and invading the ear. Just just to really, I'm going to use a bad word, piss off the basset hound. (laughs) 
That's exactly, you know, but we're laughing at this, but this is what's told to clients and, and, mm -hmm. and you know, and what clients believe that yeah. you got water in the ear. That is such a misnomer or Bill, you know, you talk about these, let, you know, let me, the, these, I, these, I just, I want to stop you before you go on to your next topic. When you, you take know, a shower, when you take a, sh when you take a shower in the morning, do you rinse out your ears in the shower? <laughs> of course. You get water in your ears? Right. Okay. Is there another thing that you want to do in the shower, Bill? Do you actually take a pair of hemostats? And I happen to have some hairy ears, unfortunately. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have to groom them often. But right. do I sit there and take a pair of hemostats and pluck the hairs out of my ear canals? Well, that's what we do to these standard poodles and poodles. And I know. You know we, and, and we say that that's in their highest good and best interests. Factor, factor fiction, total fiction. That's right. It's, I mean, these are, I mean, let's face it, nose hair, same thing. It's, that's, those are filters. People, right. those are filters. You know, right. you put a filter on your air conditioning unit. When it plugs up, what happens? Right. You've got to clean it. So you blow your nose. Sometimes you have to scrape the crap out. <laughs> but still. It's a filter. Right. It's the way the body functions naturally. Right. I mean, and then we, the, the, we the, want to treat everything unnaturally. Right. You just have to look at and say, okay, standard poodles or, or, or toy poodles or, or miniatures. You can say, well, if they all have hair in their ears, how come they all don't have ear infections? Then why do these groomers pluck the hairs of these animals routinely? To, and that creates irritation. Right. Obviously, you're, when you pull the hairs, you've got inflammation. Right. Okay. Now the body's got to send nutrients to that area, which is probably not a, necessarily a bad thing. But still, it's taking yeah. away from anything else that's going you know, on in the body. You know, I know, I, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned earlier about, um, about uh, you know the tonsil routine, but I just thought of another factor for me in the past several years, and it coincided with an ex-girlfriend. I never did this before, Bill, but I, she had me going to a you know a male uh, you know a guy's uh, hair cuttery and having my ears waxed, so they would pluck the hairs out of my ears, and then no wonder why I had more ear infections the past several years. Right? right. Think because, about because it. Because whatever whatever's in the wax is being absorbed into the ear tissue. Right. Okay, it's going to be filtered out through that lymph node right below the ear. Right. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the body's design to get rid of it in the quickest route. And that's one of, you know, and that's one of the things I think we should emphasize here is, you know, when we look at vomiting and we look at diarrhea, when we look at skin eruptions, um, you know, rashes, things like that. It's the body trying to get the stuff out without pushing it through the whole body. That's right. That's exactly right. And when we get into what does ear inflammations or ear infections represent from both an allopathic perspective and then from your or my perspective, which is I know where you're heading, right. we really have to start to talk about that. The, the, the other thing I wanted to bring up, which you mentioned earlier, I can't tell you how often clients when animals have those waxy, smelly ears, those middle-aged animals, let's say, and they always think it's ear mites. <laughs> I mean, that's like the number one like yeah. thing out there is that ear mites are crawling around in an animal's ear and causing problems. Now, in clinical practice, oh. and, I did, and I did this for 30 years, in clinical practice, the vast majority of animals that had ear mites were either from shelters you know, where they were in dirty environments or they were kittens and puppies from those type of environments, not the middle-aged and older animal. They rarely, if ever, I wanted the audience to understand that, have ear mites as a cause of, of ear inflammations or infections. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's funny because I, ju I just got a, uh, a text that somebody that used to work in, uh, do a lot of concrete work. And at the end of the day, their nose would be all plugged up because of the, you know, the different powders and stuff. And they, they used to call them concrete boogers. That they had to literally dig out of their nose. And, you know, because the nose was actually, the hair was actually doing the filtering. Right. And it's the same thing with the ears. And the problem with the ears, it's a, it's a, double filter because it's not only working from the outside but it's more working from the inside right right actually the ears you're right and you know what you're talking about are little hairs bill that are known in different mucosal surfaces of the body as cilia c-i-l-i-a yeah. which is they line our airways and they protect us from getting deeper airway infections and inflammations you know these little hairs along these surfaces that function to move out particulate matter that can get in. So when we pluck them or remove them, we're creating, you know, more of a likelihood of infection. It's the exact opposite, as is the truth with so many Western medical interventions. I know. I, I, I was having a discussion with uh, a very educated person. Um, unfortunately, she's on the other political side, but. Um, you know, that that actually took the vaccine. And it's like, I don't even know. But her thing is, I don't even know who to believe anymore. She worked in government. She has no idea. It's like, I don't know who to believe anymore. And it's like, 
you know, you got the allopathic and the naturopathic industry. Uh, she didn't say, she put it this way. You have the, the allopathic and the alternative. And that's where I try to correct it because it's not about alternative medicine. It's more about naturopathic today, isn't it? I agree with you 100%. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, acupuncture and acupuncture, you know, and lasers and all the alternatives that are out there are, you know, useful therapies. But unless you get back to nature, do you even have a choice? No. Not at all. Does, does your body have a chance? Does your pet's not, body have a chance? Not really, because it's just, like you said, it's just driving that inflammation deeper into the body. And, you know, I think when we, as we get involved in the last half of the show here, what, you know, we should look at, you know, because obviously we want to look at it from our perspective, from a holistic right. health perspective, but what does ear inflammation represent, both from the conventional allopathic perspective, which I can, like I usually try to do, summarize in about a minute and a half, and what it represents from your or my perspective. I mean, um, I, can, I can almost guarantee, okay, that any animal that gets a heartworm remedy will have a ear infection event within two to three weeks. Wow, is that your observation? Yeah. Interesting. Now, are most of them big enough to, to require medical care? No. Because a lot of them, because it, what, and you know what happens. You get the little one. You get the little scratching and itching at the ear and then it goes away. And then month two on the heartworm product, it's a little bit worse. Month three, oh my God, he's like trying to rip off his ears. What's going on? And now you're at the allopathic vet, the animal hospital, and it's like, oh, there's an ear infection. What caused it? Well, we don't know. I mean, let's face it. Do you know any allopathic that's that actually can give a conclusive diagnosis as to what caused that infection. Well, the, the, the truth is most allopathic vets say they don't know. Otherwise, you know, they'll use the water in the ear. The ones that are really, that are supposed to be like thinking in terms of that model of medicine, Bill, usually they're going to, you know, because when they go to meetings and they go to dermatology meetings and all of right. that, they usually learn that the ears are part of the allergy complex of animals, right? Oh. I mean, I'm sure you've heard that how all did, the time. Yeah. How do we tie that together, by the way? I, 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 don't, I mean, I was just, I think that was taught to me in, uh, in, in Sunday school, <laughs> in vet school, Sunday school. <laughs> I know, because how did ear infections become allergy? Well, I think it's a religious teaching of the, of the veterinary education. <laughs> That's why I said Sunday you know, school. That's 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 why our that's why our show is so popular. By the way, <laughs> because we tell the truth. Uh, you have to look. You have to look at the truth because yeah, the way I was taught was those ear inflammations from an allopathic perspective, they represent either 
an overactive immune response to the pollens, the trees, the grasses, the dander, the dust mites, the ragweed, or it represents an allergy to that awful meat that Bill's selling at uh, my paleo pet. Well, okay. <laughs> so, so, okay. So let me get this straight. As a kid, I spent my summers on the back of a hay wagon breathing in every pollen. Uh, my fall, I was in the forest and cutting firewood and breathing all the molds and everything else that are on the trees. And I ate real food. So therefore, I should have ha- I should have had like a thousand years of ear infections, and I've never had none. Mm. Uh, doesn't that kind of break the model? I think if you raised your hand in Sunday school teaching at the veterinary college level, I think you would be thrown out of the room for being a wise guy. <laughs> but yes, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, it's like. Some of us know because of experience. And some of us know because we've been actually studying the science. And then there's this whole group of you and I and many others that are putting together the two of them. And we're seeing that one in one is not what the media says it is. Nope. It's not what the AVMA says, the NDA, it's, you know, the AMA and uh, AHA and all these, and they're basically political groups, as you know. They're political, Bill, and and the last thing I'll say before the break is, you know, and then they they look at these organisms that they then culture out of the ear. Then they spend the client's money taking a swab and sending it off to a microbiology lab for $100 and trying to find out what it is that's growing in there. What is it that it lurks? It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. And they come up with these with these names, and now they're they're frightening clients um, with you know MRSA, know. MRSA, and organisms like that. And it's just it's unbelievable the fear and the money that goes into these ear workups. I know. Let's go to our break. We'll be right back. If you truly love your pet and care about their health, we are here to help. Who are we? We are my paleo pet. Formally, our mission is to help every pet owner have the healthiest pet they possibly can. If your pet's overweight, suffers from skin problems, or you suspect food allergies, we have the solution. Call us today for local deliveries or shipping throughout the United States. Or come check out their new store at 2201 West Sample Road, Building 8, Suite 5A. At the northwest corner of Sample and Powerline Roads. They also offer free local delivery, shipping throughout the United States. Check us out online at www.mypaleopet.com. We are South Florida's only human-grade, healthy, fresh food source for pets. Our exclusive real food products bring back the puppy or kitten in your pet. If you truly want real food for your pets... My Paleo Pet is your answer. 954-472-1404. All right, and we're back here in the Pet Health Cafe, the show where your pet has a voice. This is Bill, the Pet Health Guru, along with Dr. Michael Dam. And I want to take a little bit of a different approach here. 
and throw a couple things out there at the beginning of this segment so that we can address it. Okay, if your pet has a chronic ear infection, cause, you're doing something wrong. You're either feeding something or you're putting in chemicals. Um, number two, if it keeps occurring and you keep going back to your same vat, what did Einstein say? Keep doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same results, you're not doing the right thing. That's right. So with those two things on the table, Dr. Deb, what do people, okay, your dog has an, an ear infection, okay, or smelly ears, scratchy ears, whatever. What should they really do? They need to look at their husbandry, like you said. They need to look at the what's going you know, on in the environment of the animal, not the environment I, outside I, the I animal. Want, I want to say, I, I want to make a comment here because you used a term that I'm going to tell you that most people have no idea about. My major was in animal science and in animal husbandry. It's the husbandry, isn't it? That's exactly right. It's how we take care. Then the husbandry being defined as how we take care of our animals. In other words, what's and, going into their bodies topically, injection-wise. Let's not forget the vaccines. I can't tell you how many animals, those ears will flare up after a round of vaccines. Right. You know, it could be the vaccines, a heartworm, like you said, Bill. It could be the flea and tick medication the processed prescription well, food or the other lousy foods they're buying at the local Publix, all of these factors go into these animals then to becoming toxic, right? That's the key word again. We yeah. always keep coming back to the same word. Exactly. And then what does the body try to do? It tries to exteriorize and move to the outside as far away from the vital organs that it can, these toxicities. And so, you know, in the ears, it's pushing them out. It's pushing it to the outside. You see, in homeopathy, we look at it the same way. We look at it energetically, that there's an energetic imbalance in the body. Right. And the energetic imbalance, what the body, the life force of the chi is trying to do, is to push that imbalance to the outside. So whether you look at it from a linear toxicity perspective or an energetic homeopathic perspective, it's still the same phenomenon. And when we come in with these suppressive drugs, and we ignore these warning signals of what these ear inflammations represent, we really are setting up, all kidding aside, I know we've been joking a lot in the show, but all kidding aside, we're setting these animals up for deeper disease, possibly cancer, let's put that word in there, or other deeper imbalances at other vital organ levels. Well, that, that, that's the whole thing, is generally speaking, those ear infections, um, even the, you know, the yeast infections in the paws, um, you know, some of the dental issues. These are the initial symptoms that the body is like totally breaking down. And, you know, the response is all of a sudden, oh, my dog has got cancer. He's only got three months to live. I don't know how to how to fix it. And when you start going backwards, 
and you find out that this has been going on for literally years, and the allopathic veterinarians have never addressed that in the terms that you and I do. Right. Okay, now we're at an end-of-life disease, according to them, which is still very much fixable as long as we fix the symptoms and the systems, the body, the bodily systems behind it to create new life. Because that's what stem cells and the body does. It creates new life. Every day, our, their bodies, our pets' bodies, make a plethora of new, healthy, growing cells. Don't they? Yes, they sure do. Okay. We don't want to replace them with bad cells that are contaminated because of toxins. We want to replace them with the good cells. So when, what happens, Dr. Dan, when we replace those bad cells with good cells? The body thrives. Health is restored. Homeostasis, is, which is balance in the body, is maintained. The pet thrives. It's, it's, I mean, we've seen it happen within a week with just changing diet. We've seen it occur over months with adding in different herbals and botanicals and, you know, extracts and, you know, things of that nature over time. With cancer, you know, oh, your dog's going to be dead in three months. Three, yeah. four years later, the dog is thriving. Yes. Okay. How did that happen without modern medicine? <laughs> without yeah. allopathic help? And the allopath is sitting there going like, I don't understand. Now, my first question would be, you're a scientist, you're a doctor, what don't you understand? Obviously, you don't understand the physiology of the body. Well, they don't. And, yeah, they don't. No. You have to know how the body worked in order to cure it. Well, it's not just that. Yeah, you're right, Bill. I agree 100%. But it's also they're taught or we're taught in our allopathic medical school training that any time the body expresses itself through a symptom, inflammation, discharge, a fever, whatever that uh, symptom is, we are trained in allopathy to just make the symptom go away with a drug, a steroid, an antibiotic, whatever the drug may be. Yeah, it's hiding. It's just suppress it and you feel better quick. No question about it. Look, an animal comes in, it's got a nasty ear, you give them one of those tubes of medicine, a lot of those animals are gonna feel better the next day. Oh, I'm glad I took them to Doc Jones. He did, you know, that's what my animal needed. It's a quick fix, just what's looking at what's on the surface and making that symptom go away rather, Bill, than what you and I are doing, which is looking at that symptom as a warning that the body's trying to to, to restore health and balance. And we need to assist that and not suppress it. That's really the essence of it. Well, we look at it, you know, because we're, we're focused on ear infections here. Okay, 
ears are probably one of the ear. I would say ears, skin, and probably in dogs, anal gland problems are probably the three number one warning systems that the body is out of whack, out right. of balance. Okay, so we can we. You know, you can express anal glands. You know, you can treat ears with antibiotics. Uh, you can do topical skin products that stop the itching. But you haven't done anything to stop what's going on. And like I, you know, like I said earlier in the show, the next thing that we see may be cancer. That's maybe right. Diabetes. Maybe. Because we haven't addressed the cause. Nope. And let's face it, when we look at it, most people are still feeding highly processed garbage foods from big food companies that are full of preservatives, chemicals, and additives. Isn't that going to, isn't, Aren't the symptoms we seeing the body trying to get rid of those toxins that are in those foods? That's right. That's why it's so important to look at the husbandry, like we said earlier. And then, of course, we look at, on the other side of it, we go backwards. Vaccines, heartworm, flea meds. We're overloading that whole endocrine system, aren't we? Absolutely. And I wanted to mention something else, especially to the to people. Who, I mean, it's a whole topic in itself, and I know we're only have a few minutes left. But you know, I, it's funny. I went on one of our breaks. I was just again. I guess social media must listen to what we're talking about. But I'm passing through something, and up came the topic of ear cropping. So the clients that I mean, I understand from a breed right. perspective that you that you know we we've we've designed these breeds a certain way that they have to have their ears. They don't have to, but. Very often, the purebred animals right, get these ears yeah. cropped. And so when they're getting these ears cropped at those young ages, and because the ears are attached to the rest of the body, that young, that young puppy that's having its ears literally just chopped the ends off, right. that animal is going to be more susceptible to, let's say, toxicities. And you know what we see in those animals, Bill? Much higher incidence of parvovirus infection diagnosis, right. no matter where right. it's coming from. Within, it comes and from within. Just like we and, talked about. Well, because the body can't fight parvo if it's if it's if its ears are chopped off. If it if 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 it's trying to fix the ear that was just chopped off. Right, right. You know, the body can only fight so many battles at one time. And that's the whole issue. And when right. we look at when we look at surgeries, when we look at vaccines, any kind of trauma. Yeah. Trauma into the body. Even a pinprick creates a flight or fright response. Right. And, and the body doesn't know how big or how small it is. It's just responding. And because of that, you know, we may, you know, we may only have a single needle pinprick into the body, but the body doesn't know how big the assault was. No. So it sends the whole army. Right. It's, I mean, it, send, yeah. it, it sends the whole defensive force. 
Okay, we're in the first and we're in the last minute. Dr. Dim, where are you? What, we, what can we do to help you? I know you need, you know, we, we need to get more more clients. Right, I'm right. Relying on us. So where can they reach you? They can reach me on uh, my website, which that's D-O-C-T-O-R-D-Y-M.com, all one word. That has my email address, contact, and my phone information. All right. And, of course, you know, with the, with the rest of our stuff, you know, you can always go to My Paleo Pet. We have all the BioComplete um, products on there, the food, the herbs, the blends, the CBD products, all of that. And, of course, you can get a hold of me, the Pet Health Guru, at the same location. And, you know, it's this this hour is all is it's not an hour it's too short right right anyway great great topic uh, we really went through that, a lot that, of angles that, yeah. next week i'm going to throw something at you we may have a special guest next week oh a native american by the way mm. dr stephen blake oh sounds great i look forward to seeing my old friends that should be a great, fun show. It sure would. Stevens so is full of knowledge and full of yeah. experience. Yeah. He, he contacted me and wants to be on our show next week. So anyway, we'll see you Looking next week, forward. folks. Sounds great. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.